On today's episode of Soul Zero Two, we're going to be talking about what it really means to reset your spiritual heart. Today on Soul Zero Two. And welcome today. It's so glad to be with you. And uh, this is a podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. And today we're going to be looking at what it means to reset your heart. Um, this is the beginning of the year, and I, I like to kind of wait a week before we get started again. And um, I want to talk about how I try to reset my heart and some principles in the scriptures that we can use that, that might help us to reset our hearts and to, to do it in a way that, that will be edifying and scriptural and, and the whole nine yards. So today, uh, let's look at that. And, uh, but first, I want to read a scripture to you found in the book of Jeremiah. And um, again, this is, uh, this is called Spiritual Reset. And, um, and here's the verse I want to go with. Thus says the Lord, stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way lies and walk in it and find rest for your souls. We find that in this scripture that there is this, this idea of, of looking back. We often are told, don't look back. You know, you can't live your life like that. But there are times where looking back is the best thing you'll ever do. And this scripture is talking about returning to the basics. In this case, the crossroads where if we had just, uh, if, if we just stand and look carefully to where we came from, we can see the old paths that once worked. In these old forgotten paths, there is a rest and flourishing for our souls if we just look back and ask for the ancient paths. And so why are basics so important today? Uh, basics are important for the simple reason that when we fail, it's usually in the basics. And why do I say that? I say that because it's true. Uh, when you look back at, at your life, you realize that you have missed something so simple that it's almost embarrassing that you kind of grab your head and say, how could I have missed that? How could I have forgotten that? And The rules of basics might sound something like this. What is something you, you should never do? Or what is something you should always do? Well, those are basics, right? Like never touch the stove and always, you know, be kind to people, things like that, right? But what happens when we forget those? Well, we have to look back at that path and find it. But also, I want to say this about why it's so important, basics, uh, for resetting. Because of this, going back to basics is the key to resetting your heart and, and your whole life for that matter. One of God's rebukes to his church in Revelation, you know, the one that lost the first love, was this. Return to your first works. Look back. Go back to the path where you were, right? And everyone's heard of, of the famous coach uh, Vince Lombardi. In 1959, Vince Lombardi, at age 45, took on the challenging role of head football coach in the NFL for the first time in his life. His task was to lead the Green Bay Packers, a team that had won only two games in the previous season. Uh, uh, despite the, the team's poor performance, Lombardi refused to let last year's record shape his expectations. His, he believed that each new year could be a new start for everyone. Isn't that encouraging for this new year for somebody who's watching this today or listening? During their first preseason meeting, the discouraged group of players eagerly waited 
their new coach's plan to turn things around. Coach Lombardi entered the locker room and stood silently for several seconds. He then held up a football in front of them and delivered the most famous football quote of all time, probably. Gentlemen, this is a football. And those simple words marked a new beginning for the struggling team that would reset them into a winning team. And I say that to say this, that that often when you return to the basics, you reset yourself. But here's another reason why basics are so important. Human nature tends to overcomplicate things. Think of the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament. God said, okay, Ten Commandments, you can remember them. You have ten fingers, just memorize each one for each finger, right? Ten things, just ten things. But for 1,500 years, scholar, you know, Bible scholars of those times and, you know, some scribes and Pharisees kept adding extra laws, extra laws, and so there were over 610 laws uh, in addition to the Ten Commandments. And this is why it, the famous saying in Acts, when, when uh, Peter was preaching his heart out, he says, our forefathers put a yoke on us we could not bear. And the yoke he meant was the law, you know, all these laws that were, that were just impossible to keep. So we forget the essentials. And we, we make things so over-the-top complicated that we forget where we even started and, and we, we confuse ourselves and then we feel like a failure. But that said, I want to give you some basics, some basics that will help you reset for, for, for this year. And the first one is this. Remember the spiritual disciplines. And uh, it's a little cut off there, but I'll, I'll give it to you. Uh, worship, prayer, scriptures, fasting, giving, and community. And these basics are vitally important because if you ever notice, whenever you fail sometimes in, in a spiritual area, you fail in the basics. And when we fail, it's often one of these areas where, where we're, not, we're not feeding it, we're not giving attention to it, so we fail. So remember the basics. But here's another one I want to give you. Don't despise process. And a friend of mine says this, and I, I really appreciate that. And he basically, the way he puts it is, you know, he says, hey, God God has to bring you along some steps. It's not just going to be one big step, but it's going to be a lot of little steps. And that's why in Exodus uh, 23, 30, it says, and this is God telling Israel, this is how you're going to conquer the land. Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased and possessed the land. Why didn't God do it in one foul sweep? Because they couldn't handle that much freedom and that much power. They have to grow into it. Their character has to grow into it. So there's process, right? Which means progression and development. Our growth and maturity, even, even our blessings, are never an instant thing. They come through process. Learning the art of waiting is key to process and embracing God's process and not being afraid of, hey, I'm going through the fire, but man, God's going to use this for His glory, and so I'm excited. He's going to get me through. So things rarely last if they are built too quickly. Think about that. But here's another one I want to give you. and I'm going to give you eight of these. Here's number three. Remain little in your own eyes. That's that, That's something that could really help you reset your heart. Sometimes we grow proud and we think we have to be important, we have to be heard, we have to be an influencer, we have to be this or that, and work on our brand, some of us, you know, and, and hey, that's fine and all that, if, if that's what God wants you to do, but it's not all about that, right? We have to see ourselves the way God sees us. And First Samuel 15, 17, 
This is what Samuel is speaking to Saul. He said, Though you are little in your own eyes, are you not the, the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed the Lord anointed you king over Israel. So, and this is something King David forgot when he became proud and he numbered Israel and he committed adultery, he committed murder, he covered it up. I mean, this whole thing. We forget basics. He became proud and he was once humble, just like Saul. Saul was humble, then he became proud. So remain little in your own eyes in a good way. Here's number four. We are only responsible to pour out what is in our jar. Sometimes we, we do more than God requires of us. We place immense pressure on ourselves to try to be everything to everyone, do everything for everyone, and we don't even know how to say no to commitments, and we burn ourselves out. We learn the hard lesson, the hard lesson that, that says, that teaches us, that says that there is no grace really outside of the area God gave us a steward. If you draw a circle around yourself and that, that circle is, is your area of stewardship where God expects you to function and flourish, if you go outside of that circle, you won't, you won't be blessed because there's no grace for that. So God can do much more with the little we have than, than with much of what we don't have. And if, if you don't believe that, you know, read the story of Elijah and the widow in 1 Kings uh, 7, verses 12 through 16, which all she had was a little jar and a little, a little jug of oil and a little hand, uh, handful of meal. And yet it says the jar and the, of the meal was not empty, neither did the jug of oil fail according to the word of the Lord that he spoke to her. Or the, uh, that Elijah spoke to her. What's my point? That God will bless the little you have. Don't try to do more than you're called to do. When David tried to put on Saul's armor, he says, I, I can't go on this. This is, this is not my, you know, this is not me, man. I can't do what God called me to do by trying to fit into someone else's armor. But here's number five. Number five is watch for the little things <clears throat> that kill potential. And hence, we have the famous scripture in Song of Solomon, catch us the, the little foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, for our vineyards are in blossom. And small things matter. And there's a beautiful poem that I've, I might have read it before, but it's a famous poem, so you might have heard it. It's called For, for Want of a Nail. For want of a nail, the shoe was lost. For want of a shoe, the horse was lost. For want of a horse, the rider was lost. For want of a rider, the message was lost. For want of the message, the battle was lost. For want of the battle, the kingdom was lost. And all for want of a horseshoe nail. That's <laughs> it's amazing. It's almost like Dr. Seuss or something. But the scriptures also tell us that a little leaven in Galatians 5, right? A little yeast leavens the whole batch of dough. That's what it says. And Luke 16.10 says, Whoever is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much. So watch the little things. If we lie in little things, we'll lie in big things. If we do little things well, we will do big things well. So pay attention to little things. Number six, discover the art of waiting. Wow, that's a fun one. It sounds like an adventure, right? But waiting is the hardest thing you'll ever do. Waiting seems like a small thing, but requires your whole being. It, it takes time, discipline, surrender, and self-control to wait for what God needs to do in your life. 
Isaiah 40, 40, 31 is for the promises for that person, though. It says, but those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Our words matter. And that's the next one I want to give you. Our words matter, whether for good or for bad. So we have to watch our words. And I love this quote from, from the famous Greek sage Publius. He said, I have often regretted my speech, but never my silence. So it's better to be silent than to talk sometimes, right? And so also the tongue, the Bible says, is a small member. And this is a James 3, 5. The tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great exploits. How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire. I have often regretted my speech, he said. Again, I want to read Publius again. I've often regretted my speech, but never my silence. I want to be that guy. I want to be that kind of person. But here's one more I want to give you. Perseverance. Perseverance. That's a big one. That means don't quit, don't give up, don't don't for one minute, don't don't stop living, don't stop moving. Uh, in 1844, George Mueller started to pray for five people in his life. And those five people, to make a long story short, they all got saved because he, he faithfully prayed. And it wasn't until 1897 when all of them were saved, they were finally saved. So think about that. How many years is that, right? Uh, 1897. <laughs> so what was that, 52 years? So think about this. That's perseverance. Perseverance is a powerful thing because when, when we refuse to give up, God has to show up at some point. God has to do something by His grace uh, at some point, and he, he, has to, he has to bring that answer. He has to break through. He has to make it right. And we're not talking about just for frivolous things we pray for. We're talking about real things that, that are promised in God's Word and, and that, that are in His will. You know, we're talking about those things. So I want to encourage you to reset your heart for this year and let the Holy Spirit work in you. Let God work in you in a mighty way. So if you like this podcast, please leave a like and recommend it to somebody as we want to grow it and uh, uh, check us out. We are on YouTube, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and others. And we love hanging out with you guys. So until next time, God bless you.